but if, if you've uh, been following along, we're concluding our series playlist today. Uh, over the month of July, we've been uh, blessed with some amazing covers of songs that y'all voted on. And so we heard Willie Nelson's Always On My Mind, uh, Marvin Gaye's uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, and then last week, Journeys Faithfully. And today we're concluding, obviously, with Kelly Clarkson's Stronger. This is a song about a woman who has just gone through a, a bad breakup, and she's decided that she isn't going to let this person or this breakup destroy her. Instead, she's going to let it make her stronger. <laughs> and so Kelly sings that main line, that main lyric of this song. It's actually even the subtitle of the song. And she says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Now, maybe you've heard that phrase before, but I want us to take a second today and ask the question, is it an accurate statement? Is Kelly right? Is that, a, is that a biblical understanding of where we find strength? See, in this song, Kelly is essentially saying that we find strength from within ourselves, that, that our strength comes from our painful experiences. And I don't think that that is entirely wrong. There is absolutely a level of strength and resilience that comes from the things that we go through. But I also think that the phrase, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, is only a half-truth. It doesn't line up perfectly with the biblical witness. It's not the whole story of where we find strength. Now, admittedly, our experiences are only a piece of what makes us stronger is not a catchy lyric, you know. Uh, uh, and I do feel kind of bad for calling her out like this. But to be fair, I did reach out to Kelly Clarkson on Instagram over the last several weeks. I wanted to get a video. <laughs> I really wanted a video of her saying hello to the congregation. And I lived in Burleson, Texas when she won American Idol, so I threw that in there hoping it would help. Uh, she did not respond. Um, so she had her chance to defend herself. Um, no, I recognize that she is a massive pop star and I'm just, I'm just a Methodist pastor, you know. Uh, I also reached out to Willie, uh, and he didn't respond either. So, <laughs> anyway, my point is, it is important for us to separate the song from the scripture, from what the Bible actually teaches us. And so today, we are going to see what the Bible specifically, we're going to see what God, because our scripture is God speaking, we're going to see what God has to say about where we find strength. And we're going to be reading from the very beginning of the book of Joshua. Uh, now, let me remind you where we are in the story of Israel. Uh, remember, Moses has rescued the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. And for 40 years, they have wandered around the desert. Well, finally, after all that time, Moses brings them to the, to the edge of the promised land. They have made it. But right, uh, right before they are, are, are ready to enter... Moses dies. And the book of Joshua picks up right after Moses' death. Immediately, Joshua is appointed as Israel's new leader. He is Moses' replacement. And he's got a pretty daunting first task ahead of him because it's finally time for Israel to cross the Jordan River and enter into the Promised Land. Now, you've got to think that this, this was an intimidating thing for Joshua. He's not taking over for just anybody. He's taking over for Moses, this great leader, this legend, this, this great man of faith who rescued an entire nation from slavery. 
These are massive shoes to fill. He had to be overwhelmed and, and terrified. And I think God knew that. And so this is what God speaks to Joshua right at the beginning of the book, right as he takes over for Moses. This is Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. Hear the word of our Lord. And God spoke. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Again, I, I want to ask today, uh, not what Kelly Clarkson has to say about finding strength, but what God has to say about it. Because in our scripture, God gives Joshua and us a pretty clear picture of how we all can become stronger. So I want to break this down verse by verse. So we're going to just walk through what God says. First, God says, only be strong and courageous, being careful to act in accordance with the law that my servant Moses commanded you. God tells Joshua to find strength in what Moses had taught him. He says, look back on all you've learned from him. Find strength in the words of this man who was my servant. See, the first place that God tells Joshua that we find strength is in his people. Whether we are facing a breakup like Kelly Clarkson or a giant new responsibility like Joshua, one of the places that, that God points us in the challenging moments of life is to his people. We are called to lean on other followers of Jesus. Remember, Moses was Joshua's mentor. He had discipled him. Deuteronomy 34.9 says, Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Why? Because Moses had laid his hands on him. Moses walked with Joshua. He taught him. He encouraged and supported him, which is why, as he is facing this huge new challenge, God says, don't forget to lean on what you've learned from my servant Moses, because in doing so, you're going to find strength. And you know what? The same is true for us. We can find strength in his people. We can find strength in those around us, no matter what it is we're going through. You know, I've shared about this uh, a little before, but one of the greatest struggles of my life over the last few years was discovering that for a variety of reasons, it was going to be really difficult for my wife Hannah and I to have children. Um, after years of wanting to have a baby, we found ourselves where I know so many others have found themselves. We were struggling with the often unnamed weight of infertility. And for, for years, I didn't speak about it. I kept it to myself. I wouldn't really name it, even with, with my family and my friends. And honestly, looking back, I'm not sure if I was embarrassed or ashamed or afraid or what. Um, but I want to tell you one of the main reasons why I feel more comfortable talking about it now. Uh, it's because of his people. It's because there were, there were several people from this church who shared their stories with me. 
My wife and I had, had people who offered to walk with us, who offered to take us to dinner. We had people in this church who, who told us how they'd struggled. They shared places they'd turned to and resources they'd found, the lessons they'd learned. They suggested support groups like Resolve. Uh, if you've never heard of Resolve, we actually in the last year have started a chapter here at White's Chapel, but it's a support group for those uh, struggling. Um, uh, but it's, it's because of the people of this church and it's because they were willing to share their story that I found strength to do the same. I found strength in the people of this church. I found strength in, in his people. See, that's the beauty of the church. That's the beauty of, of, of a community of faith. You know, one of the greatest misunderstandings, I think, of, of the modern church, or maybe in the modern church, is that this place is, is some museum for the righteous. That it's a place where we come and we show off how great things are going in our lives and how polished we are. But that is not at all what this place is about. This is a hospital for the broken. And you know what? I, I, have, I have said those words and I have preached that idea in, in many sermons before. But it took me time to realize that it applied, it applied to me too. I had to learn that there is power, that there is strength in leaning on his people when we feel weak. So that's the first place that God tells Joshua we find strength. We find it in his people. The second thing that makes us stronger is his promise. Remember what we just read. God says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. God tells Joshua to find strength in his promise. And God's promise is recorded in Scripture. God is telling Joshua to meditate on Scripture day and night because in reading Scripture, we see God's faithfulness to his people. We see people in the Bible who've gone through the same things we have. And in that, there's peace. In that, their strength. Like I said, uh, my wife and I struggled to, to get pregnant for several years, but finally, by the grace of God, and thanks to some amazing doctors, we did eventually get pregnant, uh, which also meant we were able to pull off my favorite Halloween costume of all time. That's Luka Doncic, the greatest point guard of all time, and also his basketball. Uh, anyway, we were having a baby. And, and when I found out, I thought all of my fears and struggles would be alleviated. But, but instead, I found myself with new challenges. Those were not the easiest nine months. Uh, we had a, a scary test result that we had to wait weeks for that ended up just being a, a, an error, a mistake. Uh, we had other twists and turns along the road. And on top of all of that, like any first-time parent, I was just generally freaking out. I was worried. I was worried how I would be as a father. I was worried about getting everything ready. I was worried uh, about our house being too small. I didn't know how to change a diaper. And so in my worry, I turned to scripture. I actually had a buddy of mine who is usually the one to talk me off the ledge. And he, had, he suggested randomly that I go reread the story of Mary and Joseph. And I figured, okay, that's probably not a bad idea. They were pretty decent parents maybe I could pick up a few tips. 
But as I read their story, it hit me like it had never hit me before. Like many of us, I'm sure I have heard that story at least once a year, every year, my whole life. Uh, But it was different this time. I saw these two kids on their way to Bethlehem to have a baby. And I thought that just like Joshua, they must have been terrified and overwhelmed, just like me. I'm sure Joseph was worried about being a father. Maybe he was worried about getting everything ready. Maybe he was worried that his house or hut or whatever was too small. Maybe he didn't know how to change a diaper. I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about first century babies and whether they use diapers, but, but maybe he was worried, I don't know. Uh, but I read that story about two exhausted young parents just doing their best. And you know what? I found comfort in it. I found strength in his promise. And so I kept reading. In fact, my wife Hannah and I uh, decided we wanted to do a Bible study together. And so we chose 1 Samuel. It's a story that starts with a woman named Hannah who is struggling with infertility. And again, as we read it, we found strength in his promise. And when I would get super stressed, which is in my nature, I would turn to the words of Jesus in Luke 12. And I would read that over and over. And this is what Jesus says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Over and over, I found strength in scripture. I found strength in his promise during those nine months. Even in the delivery room, as our daughter was born, I opened the Bibles next to the bed to Hannah's prayer from 1 Samuel and to Luke 12 because I was 100% the stereotypical dad who, who turned green and almost fainted, and I needed something to keep me upright, to be honest. Uh, and I know that probably sounds kind of cheesy, but genuinely, just having those Bibles open beside me gave me strength. Look, I tell you all of this because I genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that, that, that God's word was a powerful source of peace and comfort, and hope, and strength in those days of my life. And it's not just just my own experience that supports this idea. A couple of years ago, Harvard University's Human Flourishing Program conducted a study on hope. They found in in two surveys of over a thousand people that frequent Bible readers rated themselves 33 points more hopeful than irregular Bible readers. The study found that that people are more hopeful when they read scripture more often. On a scale of one to 100, with 100 being most hopeful, Americans who reported reading the Bible three to four times a year scored a 42. People who uh, reported reading scripture monthly scored a 59, weekly a 66, and those who reported meditating on it day and night, meaning uh, reading it multiple times per week, uh, scored a, a 75. The point is, Scripture is a scientifically proven source of strength for us. Which is why God tells Joshua to meditate on it. Day and night. He knew that Joshua would need something to support him as he led the Israelites into the promised land. And he knew that Scripture would be that for him. And you know what? It can be that for us too. We can find strength in his people. We can find strength in his promise. And lastly, we can find strength in his presence. 
Let's look back at the last thing that God says to Joshua in our scripture. God says, lean on my people, lean on my promise. And finally, he says, I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God says, lean on my presence. This is one of the most fundamental truths of the Christian faith, that God is with you wherever you go. And as basic as this may seem, it is something that we can never be reminded of enough. Uh, we had our daughter the day before Thanksgiving last year. After years of struggling and praying and after a challenging nine months, uh, Sadie was born. And so that meant that, that we watched last year's Christmas Eve services online. And I will never forget Christmas Eve 2022. There I was with my wife and, and my four-week-old daughter, and we were watching the service, holding these large scented candles because that's all we had around the house. And suddenly, it hit me that while I was holding my baby, I was celebrating Mary and Joseph's baby a baby who would be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. I don't know exactly why, but in that moment, I realized that God had been present with me every step of the way. He was there just as much in the wilderness as he was in the promised land. When we were struggling, he was there. When we were preparing, he was there. In my worries, in my doubts, he was there. And in that moment, as I was giving thanks to God and celebrating, God was there. God was present. See, that's, that's what the birth and life and death and resurrection of Jesus is all about. It's, a, it's about God wanting to be present with us. Present as a human being. Present with us in our sin. Present with us in the reality of our death so present with us that he made a way to eternal life so that we could be present with him forever. God literally became one of us because he wanted to be that much closer to us. And that is unfathomably good news. And all of that hit me as I laid in bed holding my daughter and a scented candle watching Christmas Eve on my TV. Look, I, uh, I apologize for talking so much about myself today. I was hesitant to do it. But this week, as I tried to write this sermon, I could not shake the conviction that my only option was to share my own weakness. Because I genuinely see now more than ever that in my weakness, he was strong. See, as, as catchy and as fun as our song for today is, I think Kelly left out the main source of our strength, the main thing that makes us stronger. Our strength doesn't come from us. It comes from him. It, it, it comes from his people and from his promise and from his presence. The strength I found along my own journey wasn't because of some deep personal fortitude that I had, although there were times that I really wished it was. But it wasn't from me. It was from him. And it came in the form of people. 
and, and scriptures and, and sweet moments when God was right there holding me whether I knew it or not. So whatever you're going through today, I want you to know that it is okay if you feel weak. Because you know what? He is strong. His people are strong. And his promise is strong. And his presence is strong. He is Emmanuel. He is God with you. He will never leave you. And I know that because he never left me. I see now that he was present in our heartache and he was present with us in our waiting and he was present with us in our celebration. So wherever you are on that journey, whether you are wandering around the wilderness or or rejoicing in the promised land, whether you are are struggling with a breakup like Kelly or, or a new leadership position like Joshua, whether it's infertility or insecurity or self-doubt or depression or disease or whether it is something entirely different, whatever it is, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Amen. Will you pray with me? God, we admit that that we have moments in our lives where we feel strong and we have moments when we feel weak. We have mountaintop experiences where we feel like nothing could defeat us and we have valley experiences where we feel like everything is defeating us. God, whether we are up high or down low or, or somewhere in the middle tonight, I pray that you would remind us that you have given us gifts. You have given us places, sources of strength. Lord, give us the vulnerability to lean on your people, to share with those around us whatever it is we need to share. God, point us to your scriptures. Help us to make it an active part of our lives again, that we would find strength and hope in your words. And God, remind us always of your presence, that wherever we go, whether we are running to you or from you, you are still with us. You are still as present in the heartache as you are present in the happiness. pray all this in the name of our rock and our redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.